my blog. Shout out Callan, made this. You can go find him on iTunes. He's produced some songs. You can go find him on SoundCloud. Yeah, he's a great, great producer, young guy, and uh, you're gonna be hearing a lot of his beats on uh, on the podcast. This is one of them. It's called 150 in the Clouds. Uh, his name again is Callan. Made this. Callan, C A L L E N, made this. Uh, really good producer, and uh, you know makes all sorts of types of beats. He's uh, produced for a couple rappers that are uh, their songs are on uh, iTunes. So go check him out. He's nice enough to lend lend us some beats. So thank you again to him. And uh, you know I just want to give you guys a little summary of of, of what's going to happen on the show today. Uh, this is the second re-release, uh, you know, re-release special of the uh, the Jake Albright podcast. We're calling it T Jap in some places. So the Jake Albright podcast. This is going to be uh, our once or twice weekly solo show uh, where we're going to have interviews with a bunch of different people that uh, I'm uh, I'm interested in talking to or or who are down to talk to us. So we'll have that. Uh, last week we had former college football player Owen Gifford on, and uh, this week we're going to have freshman at college of idaho he plays basketball there he's their six man he's their scorer off their bench microwave microwave vinnie johnson off the bench uh his name's johnny radford he's one of the best shooters in the country he's an absolute sniper uh so he's gonna come on we're gonna interview him for about 45 50 minutes talk to him about his season uh talk to him about all you know the games and everything so that's coming up uh but first to start the show I wanted to uh, to talk about the NBA, so I have a little solo dialogue here, uh, I guess you could call it, uh, about the NBA. Uh, I'm gonna get into the Brooklyn Nets, talk about really their their season, what what they've gone through, and connect that a little bit to the past. Talk about how OKC, um, James Harden, Westbrook, Kyrie, or Westbrook, KD have all have all played together since Oklahoma City, but in separate places and. Uh, you know, it's it's been a weird, weird journey to get to this point where uh, Harden, Katie, and Kyrie Irving are all on the same basketball team, uh, coached by Steve Nash. So it feels like a fever dream. It's not. Um, it's been part of a whole butterfly effect of 15-plus years of GM decisions, draft decisions, trade decisions, free agent signings, player decisions, player empowerment, analytics, and all sorts of stuff. So here we go. To wrap up the show today, uh, I just wanted to talk about a couple things, uh, mostly NBA related. I've been uh, I've been able to talk about the NBA yet this year, as uh, you know, the NFL has taken up most of my time, and we've been doing a, another podcast where I, I try to focus uh, not on sports because that's uh, that's what I focus a lot of my time on. So I I try to broaden my horizons on that podcast, and and Daniel and I delve into some other topics, but. For this podcast, uh, you know, I definitely want to get into the NBA. So, so to start today, uh, you know, we're gonna jump into to a to probably the biggest storyline of the year. Um, it's uh, it was the biggest storyline of the off season. Uh, they were one of the biggest storylines to start the year. In uh, past recent days, they have become the talk of the NBA, and that is the Brooklyn Nets. Um, started this year with 
hiring Steve Nash, uh, KD and Kyrie were both coming back healthy, so there were there were high expectations coming into this year. Um, and then before the year even started, there was there was rumors about Harden wanting a trade, and uh, he was unhappy in Houston. They ended up trading Westbrook to uh, to Washington, and so that kind of just started the domino effect. We knew that Harden was going to be out of there sometime. Uh, they did bring in John Wall and Christian Wood and, and you know the, and Demarcus Cousins. The team looked, they didn't look bad. It didn't look like they you know they were trying to tank. They were definitely trying to build something around Harden, and uh, Harden just didn't go for it. He he didn't bite. He didn't want to try. He didn't want to put in effort. And if you wanna, there's a lot of people blaming Harden for that. There's a lot of people saying that he's a quitter. That he you know Houston gave gave him all the pieces he needed and he couldn't get it done. But from Harden's perspective, he he just felt like he couldn't get it. Houston didn't do enough for him. You know, they traded uh you know people that he didn't want to be traded. They they got some people that he just wasn't happy with, and especially this year they they kind of gave up on the Westbrook Harden duo pretty quick. And and Harden I don't think was very happy with that. He didn't see a future in Houston. And uh, you know we all have that in our life. We don't see a future somewhere. We need to get out and. Harden just so happens to play one of the most popular uh, popular professions in the world, so we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're obviously gonna judge him a little bit. Um, but you know, so like I said, there's two sides of that. Um, so now James Harden is on the the Brooklyn Nets, and he uh, he's back with his old pal Kevin Durant. He played with his old pal Paul or <laughs> Paul Russell Westbrook last year, and so this is just a whole big thunder. I read a. Basically, so to preface this whole thing, I read an article this morning uh, from the the ringer.com. It was by a writer named Brian Phillips, and he talks about how Kevin Durant keeps reinventing himself and ending up in the same place. And so to quote this article, he says, let's see, it was about reincarnation. Oh, it was very good. He says, I'm stuck wondering why the remnants of the 2012 Thunder keep going around and around on this broken karmic wheel. First Harden and Westbrook in Houston, now Harden and Durant in Brooklyn. Like a soul that almost attained nirvana, now keeps getting reincarnated as a toaster. I love a toaster, don't get me wrong. I just doubt whether a toaster can win an NBA championship. And that is so good and just such a apt description of what this uh this Brooklyn Nets team and what what last year's Houston Rockets team and everything that's happened um we all knew that that Thunder team was special and it's it's been crazy to see the ripple effect the butterfly effect of of the Harden trade and and one of the craziest teams that has ever been assembled um in Westbrook Harden and Durant all in that short of a time span um, and so we saw, we knew three MVPs were on the same team. We knew it when it was happening and a butterfly effect of the Harden trade. And now we're here. Um, you know, there's going to be books. There's going to be a lot of analysis done on, on what happened to the NBA after that. But just looking at everything from a whole, if you look at where Harden went to the Rockets, he became a superstar. Westbrook and Durant tried to make it work together. They couldn't. Durant ended up going to... Golden State and creating the greatest super team ever seen <laughs> until now, um, creating the biggest super team ever uh, because, you know, a ripple effect of Harden leaving, and Durant goes and creates this team, and then 
two championships and probably should have won a third last year. And we just we, – we keep seeing Durant um, – and as Brian Phillips points out, we keep seeing Durant just go back to these super teams. And, it, you know, Thunder, his excuse to go to the Warriors was he wasn't happy with what the Thunder were doing and he wanted to win a championship and he didn't care if he was the best player. So he went to the Warriors and he bought into the system. He was, he was behind Curry. It was between him and Curry for whose team it was, but he didn't care. You know, he just wanted to win. But – after three years, and, you know, this came out from him. This came out from his camp. This came out from his, his mouth. Um, he wanted to move on. He, he, wasn't, he wanted to do something different. He wanted to do something bigger. He wanted to go to Brooklyn. He wanted to do his own thing, create his own legacy. And so it's confusing. And this is what Brian Phillips points out as well, is it's confusing on why if you want to create your own legacy – why are you teaming up with Harden and Kyrie and Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire? Like, it's it, it's very confusing um, on what he's doing, and I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not I'm not hating on it. I don't want you guys to think that I'm hating on this. I'm just trying to put my thoughts into into words and and figure out what what he's trying to do uh, because it seems like he. Uh, you know, and this might just be who he is. He's a very – it seems like he has a plan, but he's very willing to, to go stray away from that plan. He doesn't – you know, he's very open. He's very um, – the word is escaping me right now, but he's very free, um, free thinking and, and very adaptable, uh, which is honestly very good. And so now we have this team in, in Brooklyn with, with Harden and Kyrie and KD and three scores – uh, Katie and Kyrie are, and, and Harden, it's just, it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling because if you, if you think about, um, you know, the three, three, threesomes pause in the past, um, there's always been, you know, a ball handler, a, a creator and a, and a, and a big man, or, you know, there's at least someone who can take a back seat. You know, like uh, Clay could always be the one that just catch and shoot, come off screens, and play defense. He didn't need the ball um, necessarily in his hands. Uh, you know, KD and Steph, they both didn't even need the ball in their hands either because they could just come off screens, catch and shoot, and that's what they were willing to do. And I'm not saying that Kyrie and Harden, as basketball players, can't come off ca- balls or come off screens, off ball, and shoot the basketball. Obviously, they're capable of doing that. But it's the fact that are they willing to do that? Is Harden did Harden request this trade? Is he okay? Did he want to go to Brooklyn because he's willing to take a back seat to Katie and Kyrie? Because he's willing to give up everything that he's done for the last ten years? It's quit playing ISO ball, quit dribbling between his legs all possession, quit taking step back threes. Because Brian Phillips points this out as well. It's not what James Harden does with one possession. It's what James Harden does with 100 possessions, right? James Harden might not be the most insane player on any given possession, but over the course of a game, he is going to have a positive impact on so many possessions that it's going to be a net just insane. It's going to be a net crazy positive. Um, And so, but the fact that with what comes with that is he needs the ball in his hands. Um, he always has, he always leads the league in usage rate and so do KD and Kyrie. KD, he wanted to lead his own team. He was the leader before Harden. He was the main ball handler 
it was Kyrie as the point guard. Kyrie could take the last shot, but even Kyrie said KD is the man, and that's how he looked in the first in the first two weeks. He looked like the man, and so now you bring in another guy who is is on his level. Kyrie is a step below KD. He is he is one tier below KD. James Harden is on KD's tier. There's about five players maybe in the entire world that are on Kevin Durant's tier as a basketball player, and James Harden is one of those. And so that, you know, after saying that, I guess that means that Kyrie is going to be pushed down into that that Clay Thompson off-ball, you know, third third option role, and it's going to be a battle between Harden and KD to figure out who can, who can take the last shot, who's bringing the ball up the court. And... I just thinking about it, I just don't see how this doesn't become Harden's team. Um, I don't see how Harden, he he got this trade. He's, I just don't see how this doesn't become his team. As a creator, as a ball handler, Katie has already taken a back seat um, in his career. I just think that Katie is going to be way more willing to play off ball, to come off screens, to catch and shoot, focus on defense than James Harden. Um, that's just something that James, we literally have not seen James Harden do since 2012 um but an interesting thing is um and i'm kind of just arguing with myself here is james harden did do that he did do that in 2012 with those thunder teams james harden was the backseat he was the third third wheel he was barely a scorer he had a couple couple big scoring games but when you look at those game stats from from his thunder career you're going to be very surprised at how little he scored um, and then you're going to watch those games and you're going to be very surprised at how big of an impact he had on the entire game. Um, in the finals, he was guarding LeBron and Wade. You know, wh- whoever he needed to guard, he was guarding. He was he was the o- Oklahoma City other than Tabo. And, and they had some good defenders on that team. He was one of their main defenders, one of their main ball stoppers, especially on ball for that second unit. He would take anyone. And so it's very surprising to see that when you watch those old games. And it's very surprising to see now how he plays because it's it's a polar opposite um and so will he the biggest question is and one of the biggest questions is will james harden go back to thunder james harden or will he stay himself and try to take over this team try to lead the team take over every possession make it his basketball um and i'm not saying either way wouldn't work um obviously if this team worked together played cohesive Kyrie you know did his thing they played a a simple brand of basketball and everyone knew their role this team would win every game by 50 points Um, this team is unstoppable it's the most talented team in NBA history their starting lineup I don't care who you have as center um, it's probably going to be Jeff Green but I don't care who it is it could be DeAndre Jordan Joe Harris Kyrie Irving Kevin Durant and James Harden is the greatest quadruple of a basketball you know basketball quad of all time um shooting defense score like literally that is unstoppable like you you can't you literally cannot make a better basketball foursome than that you can't you know you have ball handling you have shooting you have defense you have length you have height you have like every single person the worst shooter tell me the worst shooter in that foursome it's probably james harden so you're saying okay james harden we're good with you shooting yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm a pass on that one. We're losing every game. So, this team, if they can gel and play together, is perfect. But to be completely honest, and if you talk to most people, 
the percent of them being able to gel and play perfect basketball, especially in this year with no training camp, no practice. Steve Nash is their coach, first-year coach. I love Steve Nash, but first-year coach. He doesn't really know what he's doing. It's very, very slim. Very, very slim for them to come together. We, we, you know, It takes years for teams to come together. And so I just don't know how this is going to work out. It is just so interesting. It's beyond the story of the year. It's one of the most interesting storylines in NBA history. Um, I honestly believe that if it works out, it will change the course of NBA basketball forever. Um, the way we build teams, the way we look at teams, the way we handle teams. Um, what the Brooklyn Nets are doing, and uh, I want to make this very clear, what the Brooklyn Nets are doing is they're trying to change basketball. They're trying to revolutionize basketball. They have a coach that has no idea what he's doing. He's there to manage players, manage emotions, um, I mean, he's co- I mean, he's one of the smartest point guards in the league. So he's, you know, he's he's coaching, but he's he, you know, he's never coached before. He's forty years old, and also Kyrie said it himself. You know, he's not really a head coach. He's he's there. He's just there, um, and he's more of a manager, I would say. And so you have you have D'Antonio, you have Amari Stoudemire, just a whole group of misfits um, coming together. And then you have this whole Kyrie Irving situation where Kyrie Irving is literally just treating this as a job. He's treating this as a nine to five job. You know, he wants to take time off. He's saying, I'm taking time off. I don't care. I got bigger things to do than basketball. I want to go, you know, be in Zoom calls on a civil rights meeting. That's what I want to do It's bigger than basketball. And you have to respect that. I mean, you can't not respect it. But at the same time, he is, you know, under contract to play and. You know, <laughs> I'm sure Katie and Harden would like Kyrie on the court. Um, so that's just – these are just so many storylines, so many things coming together for this one team. It's been building since last year. It's been building this whole offseason, and I am just so excited to watch it play out. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to take over that team. I don't know if they're going to win every game by 40 and win the championship and be you know, considered one of the greatest teams ever, which they have the capability of easily – or are they going to fall apart, and this is going to be one of the biggest dumpster fires in NBA history, and we're going to remember this forever. I mean, either way, this is going to go down as one of the greatest experiments in NBA history for good or bad. You know, for good or bad, this is going to be remembered forever. This is the culmination of an Oklahoma City team that started 10 years ago that we all knew in that time watching that team that it was going to be something special. The league was – I mean – I remember this. Everyone said the league has changed. League changed. Um, you know, I mean, you could even go back farther than that with the, the decision and LeBron forming the super team in 2010 and then the emergence of Oklahoma City's trio. And, and we realized that these super teams are how you build teams. And, and even the Celtics with KG and Ray Allen and, and Paul Pierce. I mean, this is how you build teams, revolutionizing team building. And then you add in the analytical standpoint and Daryl Morey. And then the Harden trade, and Daryl Morey is able to steal this guy from one of the most special, special teams, um, you know, young teams in NBA history. Daryl Morey is able to steal this guy that no one really saw his potential except for Daryl Morey. And Daryl Morey plugged him into this analytical way of thinking, this way that changed basketball forever. And like I said, it changed basketball forever. You know, that Rockets team the way they played, the way that they were able to win games, no matter what, with just James Harden controlling the ball, all possession, every game, and just shooters around him. It has changed basketball. 
if you look at the way teams are built now, teams are built like the way the Rockets are built. They have a creator, a wing, and a big, just like those Rockets teams. Um, and now you look at teams like the Hawks and the Grizzlies with a point guard like John Morant or Trey Young surrounded by wings, Dylan Brooks, Grayson Allen, Kevin Werter, you know, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, all these wings. And then you have your group of bigs, Jonas Valanciunas, Jaren, Jaren Jackson, um, Clint Capella, John Collins. So you have these teams that are young, but they're built like these Rockets teams. And we're now seeing the effects that the Rockets and Daryl Morey had on everyone. And it's, 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 it changed the league. And, um, you know, this is kind of the, the end point for one of those, those starting points where, where Harden and, and Katie and Westbrook started this, this whole revolution. And now we're seeing where their careers are ending and taking them. And that's, and that's to another, you know, like, like, Brian Phillips said they're being reincarnated. Um, he also said it's like the Brady Bunch, which was pretty funny, you know? It's just like a it's like a special episode of the Brady Bunch or Seinfeld like 20, 10 years later, except Katie and, Katie and Harden replaced Westbrook with someone. They, you know, they, they couldn't get that actor, so they had to replace him with someone a little different, you know? He's, he's probably just as weird, a little, just as crazy, but in his own different ways. Um, you know, we love Westbrook and, and Kyrie, you know, equally, but they're – very very different in the way they think and act and go about themselves so you know we'll see how all this works out we'll see if if kd is able to to make this work and 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 do this for his legacy the way he thought it was going to work out um or is it going to fall apart um is Kyrie gonna you know is he gonna play to start is he gonna take a back seat is he you know what's gonna happen what's gonna happen with harden what's gonna happen with nash um, it's crazy. And then we're also forgetting the fact that, you know, we haven't even looked at the other side of it. They gave up eight first-round draft picks, four first-round picks and four pick swaps. So they don't have a first-round draft pick until 2029. The last time the Brooklyn Nets did this, if you're an NBA fan, you know the last time they did this. It was the worst trade in NBA history. So I'm just saying, I know it's, you know, I always like to fade the public and look at the other side of things. And so this is one of those things where it's like, Yes, you might have gotten Harden. Yes, you might short-term have the most talented roster in NBA history. But you also gave up your entire future. You gave up really good players in Karis LeVert and Jared Allen. And, you know, you're less deep. You're, le- you're not very good defensively. You know, we haven't even talked about how they're going to look defensively. But you're not as deep. You're not as good defensively. And you don't have a draft pick until 2030 in the first round. So you know, this better work. You better win a championship. You better enjoy it because it's going to be over soon. You know, in three years, we could be looking back at this. You know, KD and Kyrie and Harden, you know, they're not known for, you know, staying with a team. So they could leave in a couple years. They could all go their separate ways. This could all blow up. They could all get in a fight. They could all figure out, you know, maybe we all won one championship together. That's enough. That was enough for Kyrie. So, you know who knows how this goes? Who knows how this turns out? And it's also going to be so fun to so fun to watch and so fun to see how how this how this works out. So so that's that. Uh, that's my little spiel on the NBA so far. There's obviously so 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 much more that's going on with every other team in the league. A lot of surprises, uh, a lot of blowouts, a lot of weird stuff that's been going on. COVID stuff. So. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be having people on uh, every every week. Uh, I hope coming up, uh, guest hosting with me, 
Uh, got a lot of exciting guests that uh, gonna talk basketball, and and we'll get more college athletes like uh, like what's about to happen right now, and uh, that's gonna be our second interview with college athlete, NAIA basketball player uh, for College of Idaho. His name is Johnny Radford. Uh, we're gonna get into. Basically, just his season, everything he's gone through. We're going to go through all his games. Uh, they had a crazy year with COVID. A bunch of games got canceled. They had to, they had to reschedule and uh, ended up playing five Division One teams all on the road. So uh, we go over that. Yeah, he had some pretty good games. He got hot in front of Terry Porter. Uh, very funny story there. So you please, please stay tuned. Uh, it's a little long, but it's, it's worth your time. And uh, so here's our interview with... Johnny Radford uh, from College of Idaho. Thank you guys so much for listening this far. And uh, this has been the Jake Albright Podcast. Hit it. Oh, might as well record. Um, Okay. So welcome to the Jake Albright Podcast. This is Jake. Uh, We're here uh, with uh, our second ever interview. Another kid I knew from growing up in Idaho. Uh, he's uh, he's an athlete. He's doing big things right now at the uh, College of Idaho. His name is Johnny Radford. John Radford. Uh, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Just living, you know. Living. He's out in Caldwell. Yeah. It is snowy, cold. How's it like out there? Nah, actually, it's not. It was fifty-five today. It was weird. Five. Okay. That's tanning weather in Idaho. It's real. 55. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to we're going to get into the season. We're going to talk about um you know, they've had they've had a crazy year. They had to get games canceled, rescheduled. So we'll get into all that. Um but to start, man, let's uh let's go back to the start here. So you uh you play high school at, at Wood River and then uh How'd you pick? How'd you pick College of Idaho? I mean, I didn't really have a lot of options out of high school. I had a coming off of AAU, I only had two offers. I had CSI and College of Idaho, and I'm not. I wasn't looking at two years. I was more looking at four. You know, trying to make an impact on a program and grow. And College of Idaho. Well, my goal personally, I'm trying to go play pro ball overseas. And College of Idaho sent a ton of guys over. Uh, overseas to go play pro ball and they've been really successful so that was kind of yeah, an easy man. choice for me to make and they they recruit i was i was gonna they recruit a lot in state don't they they do because you have you have another kid jake o'neill who i played against growing up he played for fruitland or homedale fruitland right fruitland yeah yeah fruitland with the uh he'll remember the the big boys the uh the lamp the lamp Oh man, I'm so sorry. I forget their name, but he'll remember the the two big kids. Yeah, we uh, I played against. He's pretty damn good, man. So he's on your team. I I see he's he's been putting up some big numbers. He just had twenty five um, and fifteen our last game. Twenty five, yeah, twenty five, fifteen. You got double OT win. Who'd you guys beat? Oh, uh, we beat Whitworth. They're D three, but they've won their like ten out of their last thirteen champion conference championships. They're very good. They recruited at uh at my high school in Phoenix. They're they're a high level D three program. Yeah. So that that's a good way. Um, but yeah, so getting back they they you guys recruit in state a lot. Do you have any other in state kids? Uh another one, out of state. 
we our whole freshman class is Idaho right now, and really, I think we only got four guys that are out of state. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and the and the coach, tell me a little bit about your coach. Is he younger, older? He's younger. He's thirty three. Our whole our whole staff's young. He's thirty three. Yeah. Really? Is he new in coaching? He's been coaching for seven, eight. No, he's been coaching for thirteen years. Thirteen years. She got got an assistant job. His like first job was assistant coach uh, at Montana Western. Oh, okay. So he's kind of been around everything for a while. Okay. All right. And what 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 is he like? Is he up tempo, slow? What, what is he like? He's, he's crazy. Running gun. Yeah. Oh, he'll, he must like that. He'll yell. He'll find anything to yell at you for. That's <laughs> what it is. But you're no, used to that. Yeah, it's a lot getting used you, to. You it. know Johnny's dad. You're used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're used to it. Yeah. Um, damn, man. So he he's he's crazy. But you guys, so let's get let's get into your season a little bit. So you guys started the year and had a bunch of games canceled, right? Yeah, we uh, so we were supposed to have a ton of conference games lined up, and most of our schools were Oregon and Washington, and they were all weren't in NAI. So that's who we're affiliated with. And all the NAIA schools, like the states, were not allowing them to play at all or practice. So then all the D1 schools in Oregon and Washington were cleared to play. So that's kind of where it got crazy. And we started off with 61 games. (laughs) Yep, yep. So you guys, I wanted to get into that a lot. So you guys went and played. A bunch of D1 teams, pretty much anyone that would schedule you, right? Yeah, that's basically what it was. <laughs> um, I had you – let's see. I was looking at your schedule here. And so you guys ended up playing Boise State, Utah State. Is Eastern Washington D1? Eastern Washington's D1. Eastern Washington, Portland, and then Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just run me through that, man. So what was that like? Tell me. What what it was like D one Valley? You never you. I mean, you, honestly, man, you didn't think you were gonna be playing D one level basketball. No, I'd, year, there's so. a, in normal years. There's always been one preseason D one game just because connections that our coach mm-hmm. has with other places. Like they play Utah Valley, which is you no know, low mid major D one. But yep, we started off with two Mountain West schools. You know, like big time. Boise State's really good. Uh, yeah, I, was out for, State. I was out for that game. I had a sprained ankle. I was in a boot. But just watching yeah. that game, they could hoop. Yeah, I, I bet they were pretty – Pretty. that's a different level, I bet. Yeah. And then going over to Utah State, Utah State was my uh, second college game. We had, we had one NAIA game at our first game. We played Montana Tech, and we won that game by six. But first actual, like, game, mm-hmm. like, actually playing against dudes was Utah State. And that was crazy. They allowed, like, 1,600 people in there, too. No so, way. Yeah. So, they, I mean, when it's, when it's packed, that's one of the craziest arenas in the country. But Yeah. But 
there was maybe 200 students in there and you could still feel it. It was crazy. So what was that? So like, what was that like speed of the game? Like compare, like just, was that just so like, just tell, like, what was it like, man? So yeah, those speeds of the game are, we had like, our coach was like, we got to control tempo because these dudes can just run. Yeah. So that was basically our game plan too. So what we did really well was we slowed down tempo and we were we were down 13 and a half, I think. Like mm-hmm. we slowed down tempo, made it so they couldn't run and stuff. And then with 13, 13 minutes left in the second half, we take the lead by one. No so we were, way. One, we were up on Utah State. That's Man. crazy. And you guys yeah. were just slowing it down, like walking it out. Yeah, picking up full. Time. Yeah. What's your shot clock? Is it thir- Were you playing 30 seconds? Yeah, it's 30. And is, is it 30 in NAI? Mm-hmm. It's 30. Okay. Yeah. So it was. That's an adjustment, too. Yeah. Especially, we don't have a shot clock in Idaho. And yeah, in high school. It's just, it's still getting used to, honestly. It's like, okay, shot clock's getting down to 15, 10, go get the ball, come get a ball screen, you know. Yeah, that must be kind of nice if you see it at five. You're like, all right, let me just cook real quick. Let me just, yeah, just pull that thing cook. out. Like, come on, come get me. And then what are you going to do, coach? Sorry, the shot clock. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's nice. Um, but, okay, so you play Utah State, and then you played Portland. And I saw your stat. Portland was probably your best game of the year. That was four uh, for four. <laughs> four for four. You had a couple of rebounds, a couple of assists. So, what? I mean, you just get hot. What happened? I came in the game. I hit three in a row. And Terry Porter's their coach, like NBA guy. Yeah, yeah. Was... So funny. I hit, I hit three were in a row. Were they like catch and shoot off dribble? What were they? They were catch and shoot just real quick. Like, like they, they were giving you space. They were respecting you. I wasn't even on the scout, apparently. Oh, they just were like, all right, some other white kids in the game. Exactly. So, listen to this. So, I come in, I hit three in a row. After the third one I hit, Terry Porter, he, like, throws his clipboard (laughs) on the ground, goes to his assistant coach. He's like, who the hell is this kid? (laughs) So That must have felt good, man. (laughs) Oh, man. It was hilarious. Terry Porter's out here asking who this kid is. Man, yeah. I mean that it's just basketball though, right? I mean that's that was one of my questions. It's just like you're playing do you want basketball and were you just out there and you're just like it's just basketball, like that's like what it's giving like. me space, like I'll shoot, like all right, it goes in, cool. Yeah, like, it's it's kind of just like another game, but it's just like yeah. it's like there is that factor that is D one, but it's just every dude's athletic and quick. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, basically, I'm just, it's all mental, man. I mean, if you can just, like, you know, not even think about that. Like, you, if you could just go out there and shoot, like, who cares if it's D1 or pro or anything? Like, they're going to yeah. give you space, like, and you can shoot, shoot. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's uh, I mean, I don't know, if you're listening to this pod, you might have seen Johnny play, but if not, Johnny is a sniper, man. He is a, just, downright sniper um so if you give him an inch no matter who you are he's gonna shoot over you and it's probably gonna go in so they i mean terry porter learned his lesson Uh, you can you can ask jerome you can ask filer i mean terry porter could have called up anyone he could (laughs) have called up 
getting called on Canyon Ridge. Hey, man. Have me on the scout. Anyone, anyone will tell you, man. That's funny. So you got you had that game coming off that man. Um, so coming off that, tell me about the rest of your season. Like, what's uh, after that? What what's been happening? And, oh, uh, after that, we uh, after the Portland game, we had a couple more D ones. We were on the road again. Played Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington was the difference in like the D one schools and uh, and their conferences, like. Mm-hmm. The WAC, which is what Portland's in, mm-hmm. they don't, like, play, like, hard at all. They just, like, they're so, like, athletic and long. They don't – they're just, like, playing. Really? Wow, and then okay. Eastern Washington's in the big sky. Eastern Washington played hard. Like – Really? So it's just different types of basketball. It's, it's were they fun. less athletic, though, like, less? Not – they were less athletic than Portland, for sure, and Boise State and Utah State, but they just played hard. Hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah. Because who else – like, that's a – the big sky is a bunch of, like, Montana. Mm-hmm. And Montana, UVU. Uh, oh, yeah, Utah Valley. I think Montana that, State, too. Is that, that's not what Weber State's in. That's what Weber State's in, too. Oh, okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad conference. And they've had NBA players in that conference, so – I mm-hmm. mean, it's D1. If it's D1, it's D1. <laughs> They're going to have talent. Um, so you got – you played that. And then how – so how did it feel going from playing five straight D1 teams and then let's see who would you play that? William Jessup. Yeah. So what was that? Was that – No clue. It's – I mean, that it was, game was close. So were you guys a little, like, overestimating? It's, it's a different level of basketball for sure. Like, William – like, NAI teams, they just play hard. Like mm-hmm. they they're like not as athletic in all positions, but they still have some dudes that like can hoop. But they just play hard, and they'll like throw oh, yeah. defenses at you that are just crazy. Oh well, yeah, I bet. Yeah, like a lot of different zones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we had one. We had one team. Uh, we had Whitworth. Whitworth ran one three one on us, and we haven't even oh, seen shit. that. Oh yeah. Did you guys scout for it at all? No, it wasn't even on scout. They haven't ran. <laughs> So they just pulled it out of their ass, like right. Yeah, the literally. And then rip. Great. Yeah. I mean, one three one's a pain too. If you yeah. don't like, they I had mean, if they put someone long up top. That's what they did. They put uh, they had like a six six center who was like athletic, like long. And just and could, like, his jump. ass up there. He just it was hard. Tell him to not jump and put his hands like jump and put your hands up. Don't do anything else. Literally. Ask to the sideline. <laughs> that's the best. That's honestly might be the the funniest job on defense. Being the top of a one three one, you just get a like, ah. And you just force on one side, and it's just yeah, so that's crazy. it. That's your job. I mean, if you literally get you, gets past you, like who cares? <laughs> oh man! So you got you, but you beat them. You played them twice, and then yeah, first time we came those. back. First time we came back down twenty and one. So they're pretty they they're pretty good for NAI. They're D um, yeah, where it's D three. Oh D three, okay. Yeah. So they're D three. Oh, and you guys beat yeah, so double OT was your last game. Yeah. That, that must have been crazy. Yeah. I got I didn't even play in the first OT. I got subbed in the second. I was like, oh my God. Like I like came <laughs> so cold. I, I came in so cold. I was like, <laughs> don't don't foul me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, that's the game Jake O'Neal was going off, right? 
Yeah, 25 and 15 rebounds. Crazy. He had 25 points off back doors and layups. Just back doors. Literally. <laughs> and put backs probably because he had 15 rebounds. Yeah. That's crazy. So let's so you guys going forward, you guys are ranked. What are you guys ranked 20? We're nationally ranked. We're nationally ranked 23 right now. If okay. on if we didn't play all those D1 games, it'd be different, but yeah, I mean you what you guys record is four and six. Yeah, we're four and six right now. So I mean, but five D one games, so really you're like four and one. Yeah, exactly. Um That's what but, I mean. So you guys are looking good going to NAI play. And yeah. you, I mean, you got hopes. Of, I mean, your goals went in the league, right? Yeah, we've won it for the past three years in a row. So I was looking at the standings, though. I, there's another Idaho team. Lewis uh, and Clark. Yeah, Lewis and Clark. Are you guys going to play them at all? We were supposed to play them this weekend, and then uh, COVID. Uh, some guy on their team got COVID. Oh, on their team. Yeah. So, I was, so that was another question was, Throughout this whole thing, you've had a lot of, you know, games canceled with COVID. Has that – have you guys been dealing with COVID? Has that been mostly other teams? How How's that been like? We had one COVID thing, which was in the beginning of the year, in, like, September when we weren't even playing. And we haven't had anything since. Like, we, we, kind of do, we do a really good job of, like, social distancing and stuff and, like, watching who we are hang you guys out. tested? Yeah, we test uh, – we test on we test every week, every Monday. Okay. And then, uh, and then we get the results get the results back in the end, in the middle of the week and when we just go from there. That's good. I mean it seems, I mean if you guys aren't having any positives, it seems like you guys got a good good system. Yeah. It sucks yeah. that all these other teams they see so all these other teams I guess can't get it together. Well, the one reason most most of our practices, like what we're doing with weights and like practices and stuff most guys are like distance away from each other so like if oh, one guy yeah. does get covid like they'll just have to self-quarantine so it's not oh, like okay. but the reason with this one was the guy they went on a road trip down to arizona and they, i think they played arizona christian lewis and clark okay. did and then they were on the road so the guy tested positive and they were all on the road together so they have to quarantine the whole team gotcha so they might they're up probably two weeks damn yeah uh, so that that's tough. I mean, that was going to be a good ass game. Right? No, I mean, is that a rivalry at all? It kind of is, yeah. A little bit. Is there is there any other Idaho schools that you guys? Uh, we we try to play Idaho State and U of I, but they don't want to play us. They don't want to. That's what I'm U-Vive. saying. They don't want to play us. And I, wow! Damn. U of I, running from the smoke. U of, U of I has struggled. I ain't going to lie. U of I is. I, mean, I, I haven't heard of U of I. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at least Boise State took the took the challenge. <laughs> Boise State, well, I mean. I think, I think Boise State is going to win the Mountain West this year. They've got, they've got, don't they have some NBA guys? They got Derek Austin. Oh yeah, okay, he's good. I okay, so he's I honestly, yeah, I thought he left last year. Didn't he put his name in the draft? He did, and he came back. So I mean, did you? What was it like playing him? Did you guard him at all? You get switched onto him? Anything? I was out that game. He didn't even do anything. Oh, that's against right. That's him. right. He didn't do anything was, against us. He was just kind of taking it easy. He might have had eighteen, and he's putting a light eighteen. 
I think it was an easy 18. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it was a couple threes, couple layups. Yeah, but nah, they're point guard. <laughs> they, dude, they got a good sophomore point guard though. They, oh, okay. They don't. They still don't have that one guy. Uh uh-uh, he graduated. Um, so they had the they had the sophomore point guard. The uh, there was one other point guard I wanted to talk to you about. Um, he was on, I think he's on Portland. Who's Port or Portland or Seattle? Uh, he's from San Francisco. Shoot, Darian Trammell. Trammell, Trammell. Did you yeah. guys play him? Seattle, yeah, Seattle. Seattle. Did you ever guard him? So back. I guarded him the whole. I bro, I fouled out with ten minutes left in that game. Okay, okay, okay. So how if, if you know most people don't know who this is, but he is a, a YouTube legend, shift team general. He played in San Francisco. Oh, uh, hey, hold up, hold up. He's shift highlights. team. He's shift team. He's the shift team general. He started shift team. Like oh. you should have talked about it. Like he literally started shift team. Um, Bro, that's crazy. You know what's funny though? I hit him with the in and out. That dude went flying. <laughs> I can't even go on. Was he shifty? Was he shifty though? Bro, he's so quick. Yeah, he's I know because he's short, like, right? He's like five eight. He's he might be five ten even, and he's yeah. shifty as hell. Oh my god! I'm telling you, like if you look at him, he's shifty in general. That's so funny, man. He had twenty two on us. Yeah, I saw. That's what I saw. I saw the leading score, and I was like, no way. That's that's B Darian Tramell, and I was like, that's so funny. Because, I mean, he graduated. I mean, this is probably – he's a senior, I think. Yeah. I mean, he, he might be he a fifth year senior. Like no. Um, was, dude, I knew it was over. We uh, we run, like, a full court, like, kind of – we don't, like, trap, but it looks like we're going to trap. Mm-hmm. And he was just, like – and we ran that the first play, and he was, like, looking at both our dudes. He was, like, <laughs> his head dribbling down the court. I was, like, bro, this is about to be so bad. <laughs> Just split. <laughs> yep. Split. That's so funny. He's just laughing. He's like you say, both just laughing. He gets to the line all the time too. <laughs> oh, I bet that's got to be. I it mean, that's... oh my god. Yeah. So, man. So you you had a crazy season. COVID, playing D one teams. And, and so, what's what's looking forward to coming up? What's 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 the biggest game coming up? What are you guys looking forward to? Uh, I think the biggest game coming up was that Lewis and Clark game. I didn't even know that. Clark game. Damn, Lewis and Clark. Yeah, so that's gonna be rescheduled. Hey, I was, was gonna ask. That game's gonna be crazy. Okay, okay. At least they they're not running too far from it. No, that's good. That's good. All right, and then. Oh yeah, so I wanted to ask you about. So you are you you're the six man. I'm six seven. It depends because it it looked like you were pretty much like other than the starters. Yeah. The main minutes guy, and uh, so yeah, tell me about like your role. What are you looking forward to coming up? Are you uh, how's the team? Are they? You said you had a big recruiting class. So are you guys a young team, old team? What are you guys looking like? We have a few. We have a few vets on our team. We have some senior guys, definitely. Uh, so NAI granted us this year back. So okay. there's options. So I'm technically coming in as a freshman again next year. That's right. That's right. You get the year back. Yeah. So 
there's options for seniors and guys to come back and play again, which I don't totally know who's going to do that yet. But That's right. I mean, who knows next, what's going to happen. Yeah, so next year, we're kind of young right now, though. I mean, our starting point guard's a sophomore, me coming off the bench, freshman, and then our other point guard's a junior, the other guy who plays guard. Yeah, the two guard. Yeah, so we're kind of uh, very nice. You guys are young. Well, that's – I mean, it looks like you guys are going to be a good young team, man. Yeah. I mean, and I need a couple of rings. I'm, that's well, what it sounds like. You know what was crazy? There was something that I heard someone on our team was saying. Like, last year, if we would have won the national championship for NAIA, we would have mm-hmm. played – we would have had a preseason game against Duke or UNC. Yeah. No way. Is that what happened? That's what happens, apparently, but it didn't happen. So this year, what they were saying was, apparently we could have played these guys, Duke or UNC, because they play, apparently they play some really small school for preseason games. Once a year. Yeah. Yeah, I know Duke plays those preseason. That'd be so cool, man. Bro, imagine playing against Coach K. Oh, my God. Playoff a little bit? Coach K pulls a Terry Porter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that'd be funny oh my gosh but that's why you do it man i mean and for uh, looking back i that's really why you play uh uh you know small i mean you said you're trying to go play pro but another thing is is you just never know you never know who you're gonna play you never know like, you, like you never thought you were gonna play d1 teams this year and you basically played a full d1 schedule so like Technically, that's that's I mean, looking at it, if you're like, there's no reason not to go play NAIA exactly. Like, I feel like with any level of basketball, there's like no reason not to go do it. Yeah, just keep playing, man. I really wish I had, like, (laughs) yeah, just keep playing because this is, um, I've been asking this, um, I asked Owen, so and you're you're only a freshman, so this is gonna be cool to ask you. So, looking back at, at yourself as a as a high schooler, senior in high school, and now looking at yourself as a freshman, I mean, I can even see in the way you're out here. You talk, how much have you changed? How much? How much better as a basketball player? How much better as a teammate? How much like? How much have you changed? How much better have you gotten? That's yeah, dude. That's a good question. Uh, I feel like me personally, like growing as a person, like talking to people I don't really like I feel like having these conversations like just talking about basketball and like life it kind of like makes you kind of like more humbled about like the experiences that you had in high school and stuff mm-hmm. like me coming off of high school like I kind of I kind of had a crazy year <laughs> like I had a 47 51 point game like mm-hmm. you popping off we almost had a winning record for for Wood River which was crazy <laughs> Yeah, Honestly. no. And so, yeah, I feel like the growth from my senior year over the summer to now, it was – the weight room definitely helped. I put on about 20 – like 15, 20 pounds over that summer. And Were you mostly in Idaho or did you go – all right, that's a stupid question. <laughs> were, you, were you mostly in Sun Valley or were you in uh, – at College of Idaho? I, I kind of went back and forth a little bit. Uh, okay. 
I went to go stay down with Jake, which is Jake O'Neill, because mm-hmm. he has a pretty cool setup down there. He's got like a he's got his own basketball court and stuff and weight room. Oh, yeah. I went stayed a couple of days, a couple of times, go work out with him. And I was mostly in Sun Valley though. I was couldn't get into a gym. I could oh, not get into a gym. So I had a court in the backyard and Kiefer, you know. Yeah, yeah. You gotta Let's get it how you can. Yep. Do some push-ups, some good old push-ups and pull-ups. And... That's the one crazy thing. We had bodyweight workouts, and those things sucked. Those are, I mean, those are just as good as regular weight workouts, man. You it, get, it, you get sweat. So much oh, my gosh. Yeah, full body, too. Yeah. Uh, so you were you worked out all summer? Yeah. I feel like one place where I did jump in my level of play is, like, I feel like I've gotten like a lot higher IQ and like understanding like what guys are switched on to me and what guys are like switched on to other people and like learning just how to move the ball throughout the floor and finding guys like, and especially when that shot clock's going down, pulling that ball out, getting that ball and just kind of eye swing and finding guys. I feel like that level of my game, like the IQ part when shot clock starts to get going down is like developed a lot. Yeah, no, and that's I mean that's the answer I give every time is is your IQ, your mental. I don't know what it is because for you it's only been what like five months, four months. Yeah. So I mean it's crazy how every time this happens where a kid goes from high school to college and just you just can mentally you just grow and you you just see it all like you I bet you can just see the game so much better now. Uh, like you said, you see switches. You can see like I does has everything just kind of slowed down. It started to, yeah. Yeah. Like I love it. it's it's crazy. It's it crazy. is crazy, and and then when you think about it, you're only a freshman, so imagine now it's it's only gonna get crazier. That's yeah. I mean, that's that's what I hear a lot from uh, from athletes is, is they just grow so much in college. And so that's what I would say is is high school, you just kind of don't think that's possible, right? Like, you just like, – Like, you don't even get to that point because you don't have, like – I feel like you don't have guys around you in the high school that, like, are trying to do the same thing as you are. So, like, exactly. you can't like, really see yourself growing. And you could kind of – I mean, I bet you could kind of – because I did. Um, you could kind of feel that when you went and played AAU, you could kind of be like, yeah. okay, this is, this is fun. This is how it's kind of supposed to be. This is how practice is supposed to feel like. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, um, it's so different. It's so, so different. And even if, I mean, Johnny, he was pretty damn good in high school, but even if you're not very good in high school, like, I just want to shout out, because we played with him a couple times this summer and pick up and stuff. Walter Chrysler, that oh. kid has gotten so so and and uh who else is playing and Brogan and, and Davis, those kids have gotten so much better. Listen to this, Kate's playing too. Kate Heitzman is playing college basketball too. And I, I, I get Kate Heitzman, give that kid three years, give that kid three years in the weight room with some college coaching. I mean, he's six ten, lanky. Like so they're I I came back home for Christmas break. We played in the mm-hmm. open gym down in the church, you know? Mm-hmm. And dudes stretch for, like, bringing the ball up the court, <laughs> crossing dudes. No, you weren't in this cover. Like, who the hell are you? 
Like that's only that's only like five months after college basketball. Like this where, dude. Where is he? Where is he? He's at University of Maine. Uh, oh, so all all of them are there. No, so Cade's at University of Maine Augusta, and Brogan Davis and Walter at University of Maine. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So I mean, apparently, apparently, Cade's team is D one. Like they're affiliated D one. No way. Yeah, but they're it's in, like a walk on or something. I think so, but Good for apparently, them. apparently they're like an independent school, so they're just playing anybody they can find. <laughs> And apparently, listen to this, Jamal Crawford's kids on Cade's team. No way. <laughs> the Cade, I did that. <laughs> they I must have seen Because that school, I'm, I'm assuming that school is pretty small. Yeah. It's probably, you know, it's in Maine. They must have seen Cade's tall ass just walking around one day and been like, hey, kid, come here, come here. Did you play basketball in high school? <laughs> For real. Oh, my God. Oh, look, we're going to turn you into a hoopa. Oh, my God. He's out here crossing kids up. Good for Kate. Yeah, but, I mean, just kids like that. I mean, they they have him. Like, Walter's out here shooting three. Like, he was kicking my ass. I was, damn, Walter. Yeah. Uh, so, just, yeah, I mean, that's a big thing. And that's something I, I try to ask everyone I talk to is just how much they have, have grown. Uh, from high school to college and and trust people i've talked to the kids that are that are seniors now i talked to owen that doesn't even play college but like it's it just gets better and better and crazier and crazier and um yeah man because yeah i mean you gotta think you're just at, at the same time as you're you're getting higher in sports like in level you're also just maturing as a person like you're getting smarter you're learning stuff you you're going through college so I mean, you're just gonna get. You're just. It's just gonna get easier oh, and easier. Man. Possibilities, man. Yeah, and, and I love that. I love that your goal is 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 pro basketball overseas because, I mean, pro basketball is just like high or college basketball. Like you just gotta network, find the right people, talk to the right coach, and, and it's just in the right connections. It's just yeah, it's it's all connections. And so when you said that you're your college coach has those connections and money and call the coach from freaking Ubekistan and bam. Imagine, bas- dude, imagine basketball as a job, you know? Exactly, man. You get paid to play. You get paid to play, man. That's, that's the dream. That's, it's gotta be. All those, all those early mornings, all those weight rooms. <laughs> I mean, sheesh. That's I mean so yeah man I this this uh I'll give a little backstory me me and Johnny we grew up uh we grew up together in Idaho he was uh you're 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 younger I mean he was always that kid at camp when I was the older kid he was always oh man little Johnny's here little Johnny little Johnny. And he's sniping, he's shooting the shit out of the ball from from since he was a little kid. And so I mean it's 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 been so fun to see see your growth man and and I just watch you real because watching you from middle school and, and, and all those practices and stuff. I still remember middle school. We like we hated playing against each other. Like Oh, I mean it. I would kill you. I told everyone this. I would kill you on purpose, bro. I would <laughs> I would I would 
my goal was to kill you. Like I was trying to destroy you. Like if I made you cry, like I went home happy, great. Because like I just was like, man, this kid's gonna be good, but he just like not right now. You're not someone <laughs> like, but but you know what? I, like you needed someone. You needed. Cause like in Idaho, like you were saying, man, there's not many people like that where where you can have someone that has the same interests and and goals and and, and especially where we were from, you know. Exactly. I mean, where we grew up, it was it was a big ski town. So if you didn't ski and you know most other sports, you didn't play or you didn't play very seriously. So I mean, Johnny and I, we would just go at him and kill each other, one on ones, workouts. Oh my god! Yeah, it was get ugly. It was bad. I mean, I was so pissed after everyone too. I remember those. Oh my god! Yes, man. I mean. I live for that because I was like, all right, like, let's, I mean, I do, I, so here's the thing, man, because I knew, I knew it was, it was like this, and it was just getting like this, every day, it was getting like this, I knew, I knew, I was like, all right, you can't see, I'm just, I'm moving with my hands, Johnny was getting closer every single day, uh, I could see he was getting better, he was getting better, and I was like, it's only a matter of time before this <laughs> so much better than me, I was like, a, I was like, A, I got to get him ready. And B, I better enjoy this while I can, man. I was like the dad out there. Like, let me enjoy whooping this kid's ass before he, before I'm an old yeah. man and he, he starts killing me. And that, that, that's what happened. <laughs> so <laughs> I try my hardest now. I know, I know all his moves. If there's anyone out there, if, if anyone on, if any, uh, you know, opposing coach, wants to call, you know, Terry Porter ever plays you again. <laughs> wants to call, get a scouting yeah. report. I know all this kid's moves. I, I know his in and outs, his crossovers. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it's it, it's been awesome to see, uh, see you grow and uh, just get so good, man. So good. Yeah, thank you. Because, I mean, I was hearing about you senior year and every, oh, man, everyone just, this kid is just, I knew it was coming. I knew that was coming. I was like, there's no way this man is not going to drop 50 on fucking Jerome. <laughs> Bruh, I didn't even, I didn't even like think about it like that. Like, I didn't even think I could have games like that. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to be honest. I didn't even think. Yeah, man, that's the thing. I, so that's the thing about like hindsight is you just look back and like, if you look back and you're like, damn, bro, if I could just go back right now with this mentality, like 60 balls on them every night. Give me a 60 piece every day. Man. Oh, man. No, man. So, and now, and now you're here. Now you're in, now you're playing, you're playing, playing. Yeah. Uh, on a high level team and, and you played against D1 level teams this year. So I just, I was like, I gotta see how this went. See, see what he he's up to. Yeah, man, it's been good though, man. Those games, I'm gonna be honest. I enjoy those D1 games so much more than those NAI games. <laughs> oh, I bet. I well, I mean, you're gonna remember those games. You know, jeez, man, playing Boise or playing like Utah State in Utah State and winning. So, so you were winning. I want to go back to this. So you were winning, right? 
We yeah, were we're up one. one. <laughs> Second half. I'm sure. I'm sure their coach is tight, right? Their coach is like calling a timeout. He's all. He's all frustrated. Oh no, what he definitely happened? did. <laughs> so what? So what happened? So one of our dudes hit a corner three, like wet it. And our whole okay. bench, our whole bench, like point out the dude. He's like sniping on him. Like everybody's like, hey, oh, <laughs> like, oh, on no. the dude, on the oh, dude. No. Hit it. So we're like. Our bench is hype is like all get out and coach call, and his, their coach calls a timeout and we're like ah bro they're gonna put something in right now and they yeah. just go they go on like a thirty to thirteen run in the second half yeah because they had a win by like twenty four yeah. so I mean did they put a press on what they do like what what was it just like they came out of a timeout and it was just, oh god they just they just started working. <laughs> like the flip, they just they just were all right. We're done with these kids. That's literally what it felt like. Damn. I mean, I guess that's good and bad. I mean, it kind of makes you feel a little like, damn. <laughs> yeah, but thirty. It was like I don't even think it was thirteen. It might have been like thirty to seven run. Like we didn't score. It, was, <laughs> it was like all right, okay, all right. This is how it is. It was tough. And were, were any of the other games close? Uh, Portland was close at the end. Portland was close. Yeah, you only lost by 14. Yeah, we had it down to eight with two minutes left. Oh, so they were extra tight. Yeah, they took their point guard out with like four minutes left. And we started cutting it. And we had the point guard back in. Oh, no. oh bro, we played. Listen, Chase Adams played for Portland. No way. I played against Chase Adams, yeah. That's how was that? Another balls life legend right there. <laughs> How was I mean was he was he overrated, underrated? Oh he I wanna say he's I, I mean I mean yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> over it. But like was was he he was just like everything. He was just quick. He's like five eight fifty so and can literally get downhill on anybody. I bet. So I mean, he, I mean, oh, he was picking. He was picking me out full court too. I was like, nah, I ain't doing. Oh, you were like, bro, come <laughs> on. I just, I just passed it back to the four. I was like, you good? <laughs> Let me get down the floor. Cut me some slack, man. <laughs> Damn, bro. This guy was picking you up in your jockstrap. For real? Oh my god. Oh man, that but was- then I mean. And then you go play NRI, though, you're probably like, all right, come come pick me up. You're like Darian Schmell out there. You're just laughing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy the year that we've had, honestly. It is. Yeah, man. I mean, just, yeah. it's, it's, it's hopefully, hopefully, crossing the fingers is, you know, it's only going to happen once. But just the COVID stuff and everything you guys have had to deal with and, you know, social distancing during workouts. Uh, mask. That's crazy. How's travel like? So do you you guys all have? So we're on a bu- no, we're on a bus. We gotta wear a mask the whole time. You know, the whole oh, time on the bus. Yeah, every everybody's just asleep though. Everybody's just like, nah, oh, I, I ain't about it. <laughs> and then, so so you guys bus ride. What's your farthest bus ride? Is it? Is, I mean, Ooh, this farthest is- bus ride so far. I might have been I mean, even Lewis and Clark is probably Lewis and uh, Lewis and Clark is like six. Yeah. That's long. It's a long bus ride. Our longest and was then, I think eight. I think which was Portland. Eight hours. Damn. 
Yeah. And then when you guys, I mean, were you, did you guys keep coming back to college? Oh, no. And that's when, so we went to Portland and then we played Seattle U. So you guys just went straight up to Seattle? Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, because I've talked to people that have just been, uh, like, the, like our friends, the, the Begoviches. Yeah. They were, they were stranded. Like, they just, like, literally were, they played that tournament in uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah, it was in Asheville. And then their games got canceled, and California got shut down. So they weren't even, like, allowed to go to California. So they literally had to stay in a hotel in Asheville and then, like, just – oh, they ended up, like, literally staying in Chapel Hill and practicing at North Carolina. That's crazy. Because, like, their coach is friends with uh, Roy Williams. So they ended up just practicing, like, in North Carolina's, like, gym and, like, using their facilities and stuff. And then, That's like, stayed cool. in a hotel there. Um, and I think they ended up playing, like, one game somewhere. But it was, like, a shit show, man. They were stuck out there for, like, two weeks. That's crazy. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, no, it must have been pretty cool to practice it. Yeah, um, you could practice in UNC, but I wouldn't complain, honestly. I, <laughs> I wouldn't complain. I mean, and they had a nice free hotel, they get meals every day, man. You live a good life. Like you're at Stanford, you eating good too in the hotel. <laughs> like we're good, yeah, man. Keep this coach. <laughs> no, it's been. I mean, it's been a crazy. Everyone, like everyone's had to deal with it, but it's also crazy that you guys have been able to play every game. Or, yeah. I mean, because you know, I mean, looking at your schedule, it was like every other game was canceled, mm-hmm. um, and then you would have to find a new one or you rescheduled it. Like the beginning of the year, like where we just started playing, it was like mm-hmm. we had like a three day in advance, like, oh, hey, this is who we're playing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, like, so when do no. you find out these teams are canceled? Our coach, we were supposed to play Washington at our place. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it, we had like a – they didn't end up coming, but our coach wouldn't even let us know who we were playing. <laughs> <laughs> like you refused to tell you. <laughs> like we're just going to show up. Oh, shit, Washington's here. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like that's what – that was the plan. <laughs> that's so funny. You guys were going to walk out there and it was going to be washing. Oh, man. I kind of like that, though. That's, that's, that would have been. I kind of like that. <laughs> I don't know what I was playing. Shit. I walk out <laughs> there. Damn, this is playing. Uh. Damn, okay. I forget. <laughs> oh, man. That would have been funny as hell. Yeah. Nah. They would have I... been. They would have been laughing so hard, bro. I hope, like, if their coach would have told them, they just, like, watch watch these kids come out. <laughs> watch these kids' faces when they see it. <laughs> you guys are like, all right, we're playing William and Jessup. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but, I mean, on the other side, maybe maybe you guys come out and they're just like, all right, cool. <laughs> all right. Cool. Just Washington. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, hides their name. I mean, if you're going to do all that, you might as well just hide their, like, uniforms. Put them in some NAI uniforms. Be like, I don't know what happened, man. This is just their team this year. Exactly. This is Lewis and Clark this year, boy. <laughs> hey, yo, we're playing Lewis and Clark. Oh, actually, it's Washington. But... <laughs> you guys are in the locker. You're like, we just lost by 50 to Lewis and Clark. What happened? 
coach is like, well, yeah, uh, that was actually Washington. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> wow, man. So you guys, you guys have been through it, but you're good. I mean, hey, we're you're, chilling. Still, we're good. you're still ranked. Everyone Is everyone healthy? You got any injuries or anything? We got everybody's healthy right now, too. It's crazy. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's everyone's staying staying separated and yeah. So I mean, okay. So is there is there is there any way you know we've talked about everything? Is there any way we can we can watch you guys? You guys have live streams. Oh yeah, we're live streamed almost every game. Live stream every game probably on collegeofidaho.com. I'm assuming. It's usually whoever we're playing or it's on ours. Yeah. So I mean, if you guys, if you guys are listening to this, want to tune in, see how. I mean, they got, they got. If you're from Idaho, they got a bunch of Idaho kids. Uh, Johnny, like I said, Jake O'Neill, uh, a bunch of other kids, and uh, and they're also ranked. So they're a good team. And I mean, just if you're an Idaho sports fan, College of Idaho versus Lewis and Clark, two ranked NAIA teams. Also, hey, that crosstown rival NNU too. We play NNU. We play NNU in a week and a half. There you go. So I mean, I don't. I mean, you like we said, called I mean, University of Idaho. I mean, I don't even know if we want to. We don't even. We can't even talk about them. They don't even exist. So where where else are we? This is where you're getting your Idaho sports. You got no high school. You got so. You know, watch watch some College of Idaho. Exactly. Yeah. Tune in. Tune Why in. not? Why not? Uh, but man, thank you so much for coming on. This is oh, thank you. This is fun. This yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Hey man, no problem. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to try to start this and and. Uh, Talk to talk to as many people as I can, and I'm liking it. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, I saw I talked to Owen and and you, and, and you know, uh, I got Brock working with me, and so it's just it's a, it's if you guys haven't noticed, uh, people listening, it's a lot of people that I grew up with, a lot of people that I was uh, I was around in in Idaho, and and people that I really like. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm reconnecting. Um, and uh, catching up with them, and, uh, so it's been fun. Thank you, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna end this recording. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to that interview with Johnny Radford. Uh, it was a pleasure to talk to him. I haven't I've been able to catch up with him in, a, in a, about a year and a half. So it was cool to hear from him and uh, see how much he's grown, uh, not only as a basketball player, but as a person. Uh, it was crazy to hear his, his, his voice and how he talks. It's just so different. It was, it was cool. It was awesome. So uh, he's definitely uh, matured as a person. And uh, we got to hear about his maturation as a uh, basketball player. Uh, he's, he's doing big things in College of Idaho. I think he's got a big, big, bright future. Um, his team's going to be good. They're going to be ranked. He's going to get a lot of exposure. And, uh, yeah, sky's the limit for that kid. So uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be having him on again sometime. And, and uh, he continues to, to be healthy and succeed. So 
thank you, Johnny, and thank you for listening uh, to that interview.